Hamster Hacks. everybody and welcome to Panster Hacks. I am Callie and today we are going to be discussing point of view. So point of view is the perspective that you write from. There were originally three, first person, third person limited, and third person omniscient, but recently the internet and writers have been so kind as to add our fourth one, which is called second person. I'm going to go into detail about those and the different pieces to them, but first I just want to let you guys know that you can message me at anchor.fm backslash Callie-Cooley and let me know what you think, or if you have anything you think I should talk about on the show, and I'd love to hear from you. I do update often as I can mostly on Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings, so be sure to keep an eye out for those new episodes. So the first point of view I want to discuss is first person. So first person uses the pronouns I, me, we, etc, etc, that sort of thing. You are seeing things through one character's eyes. You see it as they see it. It's the main character most of the time. Now, the problem with first person is it's a little more difficult to relate to the character. It's more like you're sitting across them at a coffee table in a cafe and listening to them just talk, 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 talk. And you're not really having a conversation with them. Now, the good thing about first point of view is that it can be an exception to the show-don't-tell rule at times. I've never really liked the show-don't-tell rule. Now, it does make things easier to read, but it is difficult to write at times. First person, you can be a little lenient with said rule. The point of view that show-don't-tell really applies to is third-person limited. Third person limited uses the pronouns he, she, they, them, and so on. Once again, you're only in one person's head. That's why it's third person limited. Peter Montford said this about third person limited. With third person limited, we want to ensure that the character's beliefs are reflected in the narrator's description of things, not necessarily by telling us what the character thinks, but by coloring their fictional world, setting people, events, with the character's perspective, informing the words selected. Now, that does mean third-person limited can be difficult to achieve, showing and not telling. So it does take practice. Another one that also takes practice is third-person omniscient. Once again, you're using the he, she, they, them pronouns, and you're inside multiple characters' heads. The narrator usually knows everything, knows what each person is thinking, but only shows bits and pieces as the writer wants to reveal that information to the reader. A series of unfortunate events is a really good example of this. In a series of unfortunate events, the author and the narrator go by the same name of Lemony Snicket. 
and he claims it is his solemn duty to record the lives of the Baudelaire children. There is times when first-person point of view is used, giving depth to the narrator and hinting at how he's a little more intertwined into the children's lives than, than just telling their story, basically. But he also notes independent thoughts of each of the three children, Violet, Claus, and Sonny, as they're trying to escape the evil Count Olaf. It's really well done, and if you haven't read it, I'd recommend it. Third Person Omniscience has a couple of difficulties to it, one being that showing instead of telling becomes really difficult here. Just saying what a character is feeling is easier than showing it when you're trying to balance a bunch of different characters, when you're trying to manage a large cast, if you will. Head-hopping is also a problem when it comes to third-person omniscient, and that is where the author jumps from the thought process of one character to another with no clear transfer. It makes the reader go, wait, what? Who's talking here? What's going on? I don't understand. Head-hopping can be overcome by making it clear when you're going from one character's head to another. Marissa Meyer does a great job of this in her book, Renegades. One chapter is in Nova's point of view, another is in Adrian's, and back and forth, so that it is very clear who is thinking, who is talking, how they view things. Now, the last one I want to discuss is second person point of view. Now, I know it's second person, but I'm talking about last because it's relatively new. Second person point of view is really common in fan fictions and different scenario pieces on the internet. And it uses you, your, and once like it. So the author is saying, you did this, you weren't sure and so on. Um, the nice thing about this is that the rules are almost non-existent because it's so new, and you really have a lot of room to play with it, so you can have a lot of fun with it. And it's a good way to experiment with voice and get a little bit out of your comfort zone and challenge the traditional view of writing. So those are the four point of views, first person, third person limited, third person omniscient, and second person. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think, anchor.fm backslash Callie-Cooley, and I'll talk to you guys later. So when it comes to world building, you need those three things. You need your countries, you need the values of the people in those countries, And you need to be consistent with all of it. I will be doing episodes on language and metaphors and way people speak later on, as well as dress, architecture, and all of that later on. So keep an ear out for that, and 